Hi, and welcome to Serenity Now, a place for entrepreneurs to ask questions, learn, get connected, and be inspired. Join us as we talk about all things business and the search for the ever-elusive Serenity Now in both business and personal life. In this episode of Serenity Now for Entrepreneurs, we speak with Shawnee Harley, a two-time Olympian, coach for Canada basketball, and the owner of Winning Matters, a firm that focuses on mental fitness coaching for athletes and business owners. This is a follow-up episode to What F Word Is It? This episode touches on three new F words, failure, We talked about feelings in the first episode of this, and you get a lot of feelings when failure comes. But in reality, if we're not failing, we're stagnating. If we're not failing, we're not growing. If we're not failing, we're doing the things we are already good at, we already know how to do, we're likely playing it safe. The second F word, face, is equally difficult for athletes as it is for entrepreneurs. When we tell the truth, we don't have to hide. Many clients that I work with, they're hiding. They're hiding from themselves. The final F word is one that many of us as business owners don't do when we make a mistake. And that is forgive. I ask the clients I work with, whatever failure you had, whatever this thing you wanted and you didn't get it, did you do that on purpose? And I say, yeah, did you do that on purpose? Did you mess up, fail, make a mistake, lose money? disappoint people. Did you do that on purpose? Yes or no? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, then I ask this. I'm like, okay, could you have done better? It's a trick question. And this is what they say. Yes, I could. And I said, I disagree. Because if you could have, you would have. You did the best that you could with the tools you had available. Shawnee encourages her clients to think differently about their barriers and challenges because she knows that running a business is not easy. How do you overcome failure, fears, and forgiveness as an entrepreneur? The Serenity Sisters share their insights as Shawnee unpacks how to best navigate past these three new F-words. Let's take a listen. Hi, everyone, and welcome. We have tonight Shawnee Harley with us. Shawnee is an Olympic basketball coach, and we've had her on before, and we did an episode that was really interesting. It was about three effing words. Those words were fake, fear, and feel. And tonight, Shawnee likes the F word. So I think we're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to talk about three more effing words, fail, face, and forgive. But first, maybe we could have Shawnee just tell you a bit about who she is post-Olympics and what she does and and who she manages or tries to assist in their athletic careers. And as we know, this can all apply to any endeavor, whether it's business or athletics, mindset, mental toughness, it's all part of the game, whatever the game is. I'm a mental fitness coach and I help people get to the top of their podium, whether that's an athletic podium, whether that's a podium of life. And what I do is I help people figure out what's going on in their head, cut through the noise and release their inner tiger. And for us to cut through the noise, because there's a lot of F words going on in our heads. There's a lot of sometimes out our mouths. (laughs) Right. There is a lot of noise going on up there and we don't have many tools to manage it. My main clients are athletes and their families, because if you ever wanted to have noise in your head and a lot of F words going on, play a sport. 
as you said, Peggy, what happens with athletes happens to all of us. And I use con- I use sport as the context to teach life skills. That's awesome. So tonight, let's talk about the the balance of the F words. There might be more that we don't want to discuss here, but you're welcome to use an F word in discussing, you know, the first one, the fail. That's a tough word for anybody, but it's an inevitable word. We all face it. And most of us want to bury it like an ostrich in the sand. But tell us about fail, Shawnee. I mean, I think it's it's normal that we don't like it. I mean, it really feels crappy, right? We talked about feelings in the first episode of this. And you get a lot of feelings when failure comes. But in reality, if we're not failing, we're stagnating. If we're not failing, we're not growing. If we're not failing, we're doing the things we are already good at, we already know how to do, we're likely playing it safe. I can tell you for sure in sport, if you're afraid to fail, you're not getting to the top of the podium. You don't get to the top of the podium playing it safe. Doesn't that sound wonderful? You know, it's like, oh yeah, we need to go fail more. But (laughs) there's a reason that we don't. Because it really, it's terrifying in many ways. You know, in business, failure can mean loss of some really big investments. The risks are real. They're they're not imagined. They're real. I really believe that failure is an important part of our growth and we need to find a way to manage it better. Because if we continue to avoid it, we stay where we are. I love your words, Shawnee. That that just rings so true. I think that the reason why I'm where I'm at today is because of a failure. And because of that failure in business where we lost, you know, over six figures, it challenged me. It pushed me forward. Hey. I didn't want to do it again. B, I actually wanted to learn what in the world could I have done to not have lost that? Or how do I figure out how to do it maybe again, a little differently? And again, not not do that again. There's so many other things that I could make mistakes on. But I think that without that first failure or that first learning, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I'm actually quite grateful 26 years later for that. That's the perspective that we sometimes get after we fail. Mm -hmm. I wish that we could help us have these learnings before because failure is inevitable. This is an imperfect thing that we do. We are imperfect at running our business. We're imperfect in sport. We're imperfect in our relationships. We're imperfect in our families. And yet we are taught to do everything we can to avoid failure. And yet it's inevitable unless we play it safe and never take a risk. It's this twisty path that is really, really difficult to navigate. And what I teach the clients that I work with is the best way to help face the failures and to say, okay, it's inevitable, it's coming, is can we be courageous? Because if we're avoiding, avoiding isn't courageous. Can we be courageous in the face of failure? If it's coming, it's just like you did. What did I learn? What do I make sure I don't want to repeat? And how does it launch me to where I'm going next? I think it takes courage to be able to bounce back from failure. But if we believe we can bounce back, perhaps the failure isn't as scary. 
sometimes we uh, we spend a lot of time trying to avoid the failure or the repercussions of failure, and it becomes bigger than it actually is. Like this 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 problem that we've created in our head, or this thing that's going to happen because of the failure, or whatever becomes so big. The longer we wait to face it, so if we just get our gumption up and face it sooner you know, it probably is going to be easier than if you let it stew in your head and become this behemoth of a of a problem in your in your mind. So it reminds me of this old quote I read. I think it was about the time that everything was happening. And it was, do you guys remember Zig Ziglar? Yeah. So yeah. I remember listening to, this is what you did many years back, you listened to these audio tapes. And, and I recall him saying, now, if you're going to have to swallow this frog, and he did it in his Texan accent, because he's or the Southern drawl, which I, which I just can't do, but I loved it. But if you're going to have to swallow this frog, meaning facing a situation or failure or a concern or an issue, you know, do it. But just do it quickly, because the more you just stare at it, the uglier and uglier and uglier it's going to get. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like what you're saying, Candace. So so that that analogy just always stuck with me of swallow the darn frog and actually don't put it to the bottom of your list to do that day. It has to be the first thing every day. Swallow mm-hmm. the biggest, ugliest frog right away. And so I don't know if that's akin to what you're saying, but that that just reminds me of that 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 piece from so long ago. It does. And I think it brings up another good point using the frog analogy. Why is it that we don't want to eat that frog? I'm always interested as to what's underneath. And when I think about fear of failure, right, we, we talked about fear in the first episode, the fear of failure. And I look under there and I'm like, what is it that we're afraid of? Sometimes there is a real fear, like we are going to lose six figures. Other times it's it's not a money failure, perhaps. One of the things that happens on a lot of clients that I work with when I help them dig into the fear of failure, it's actually fear of judgment. Because mm-hmm. when we fail in this day and age, you can't hide. Before social media and cell phones, everybody's going to know about the failure. And that does become one of the fears. What are people going to think? What will people say? Who am I going to disappoint? And can I live with myself if Mm -hmm. I fail? I'm guessing that's a bit more prevalent now, especially with athletes, eh, Shawnee? The social media, everything you do is inspected, analyzed, critiqued, and vocalized. Everybody can critique you. That's a pretty big thing to swallow for a young athlete. But I imagine, too, in business, with all these reviews everywhere, they can make or break your business as well. It's the same kind of philosophy. That is such a great, that's a great parallel. Basically, what you just said is we're being judged all the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. Mm -hmm. We're being judged by people who don't know us. Mm -hmm. They think they do, but they don't. Think about the fear of failure that that creates. We're trying to live up to this thing, whatever Mm -hmm. this thing Mm -hmm. happens to be. And then the fear comes. What if we don't live up to it? What are people going to say about me for the whole world to hear? And then the whole world is going to make a judgment on me. 
you get slaughtered on social media now. And I remember having this conversation with my son and he's quite conservative and I don't know what the topic was, but I remember him saying, mom, what you don't get is everything you do now is on social media. You know, if you get drunk and your friends take a picture of you, it's on social media. It affects your life. Everything you do on social media affects your life. And whether you want it there or not, it's going to affect your life. So I I can totally see the impact of that being something that my generation didn't have to deal with. And now I'm quite, I'm a little bit oblivious to it. But you know, like if we get 3 million followers on our podcast, it affects our life. If we get zero, it affects our life. So that's just a huge thing that It would be a big formula for any business, for any young person as an athlete. I can't even imagine. The point that we're making is let's look underneath the fear. Let's look underneath the fear of the failure and ask ourselves what's driving that fear. Is it because the the real fear the business might go under, we're going to lose six figures? Or is it because I just don't think I can handle people judging me if if I fail? Like those are, there, there are different fears underlying this failure term. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really healthy to go under there and to see what it is for each of us, because we all have a fear of failure. But what is that exact fear? Because if we don't know, perhaps we're avoiding the wrong thing. We're not we're not solving and investigating the right problem if we don't know what's truly driving that fear of failure. Some of the clients that I've worked with, I kind of shake my head until I finally figured out some of the fear is related to success. And I was in absolute shock. They were in complete fear of being successful because then what? And I I was utterly blown away going, of all the things, this is what your concern was? Oh, then we celebrate. Then we do the happy dance. And then we keep, you know, rinse, repeat and continue forward. But there's so much other stuff that comes with being successful as well. So perhaps that's one of the things that does need to be unpacked. I love how you approach this, Shani, is not just saying, okay, yes, we all have fears. Okay, there's emotions. Okay, there's some concerns. Now let's continue. But no, you're actually breaking it down to say, what is it? And it's different for all of us. It brings us to the fifth one in the list, the second one for tonight, which is face. I think we have to face our fears in order to understand them. If we don't understand our fears, they drive and control our behavior. If we face them, we get a better understanding. Now we start speaking the truth. And I will tell you, athletes, do you know how many athletes fear success? Because they're like, wow, I just raised the bar. Guess what everyone's going to expect from me? From now on, I'm never going to be able to have an off day an off game because Mm -hmm. I just kicked butt here. (laughs) I was amazing. And now the only place I can go is down. Mm -hmm. So this is now we begin, this now becomes a defense mechanism. We self-sabotage. We self-sabotage so that we don't have to face failure. That's why face is that next word. When I think of face, I think of it like look in the mirror. That's how I think of it. Face yourself. Face yourself, look in the mirror. And what do you see? And be truthful. When I help athletes work through this, face our fears. It's amazing what happens when we face them. Sometimes they're not as scary as we originally thought. And there's something freeing. There's, see, I just started another list. There's something <laughs> freeing. Another effing word. <laughs> when we face our fears, it, there's freeing. Because now we're, now we're telling the truth. When we tell the truth, we don't have to hide. 
many clients that I work with, they're hiding. They're hiding from themselves. They're hiding from the truth of the fear. How are you going to stand on the top of the podium when you haven't faced your deepest fears? And one of their deepest fears is the fear of failure. Again, doesn't it sound great in theory? And if this was so easy, everyone would already be doing it. It isn't easy, but facing, I really believe the truth will set you free. What does entrepreneur do? Have some real hard discussions with themselves? What questions do they ask? You know, it's interesting about that question. I mean, yes, have a conversation with yourself, but you're often not the best person to have a conversation with. The worst, probably. Right, because you know how you know how to lie to yourself. You know how to tell yourself stories that aren't true that you're like, well, that was a good one. I'm going with that. <laughs> I, I, I think that it's I think it's valuable to have somebody in your inner circle that will help you face your truth. Yeah. But who the hell wants to face their truth? Do you see anyone raising their hand? Oh, pick me. I'm going to be first in line. <laughs> no. So we need somebody who we feel safe with. Because yes. look, at, to face our fears and our failures and all of this, like it's like you have to be able to stand naked, right? Mm -hmm. You have to take the armor off. So who in your life can you stand in front of and take your armor off and say, this is my unarmored, vulnerable, scared self. Vulnerability comes humility, mm -hmm. comes authenticity, comes mm -hmm. transparency. And if you want to have any of those, the first thing you need to have is courage. This is deep shit. This is character building stuff. So once you've figured out what your you faced your biggest fears of failure or success or whatever that fear might be, then becomes the point where you have to start forgiving yourself those. You can't bury them like I would like to, just forget they exist, push them away. Where do you go with that? The theory's gonna sound so marvelous. The reason I love the word forgive is I believe that it is one of the opposites of judgment. Think about entrepreneurs. We are very much like athletes. We're trying to win the gold medal every damn day. So think about what happens. So the more we strive, the more excellence oriented we are. Think about how perfection sets in. Then think about how judgment sets in. Oh, we didn't, we weren't first. Oh, we lost money today. Oh, someone didn't like our podcast. Where do we go to? Right. We go right away to judgment. See, I knew I knew this. I knew this. I was I was over my head. Mm -hmm. I knew I'd be terrible at doing podcasts. Why did I even decide to do this in the first place? So we get into <laughs> right. We get right into judgment. And in sport, we call this negative self-talk. Oh, yes. It's negative self-talk. And so I ask an athlete, can you think of a time ever in your life where negative self-talk improved your performance? Yeah, <laughs> good question, Shawnee. Not one, not one can ever think of that. I'm like, I know. So where we come with forgive, again, sport and life, we, we just don't get much help with these words because almost all of what we're talking about is actually seen as a weakness. Mm -hmm. Feelings, you're weak. We don't ever talk about failure around here. We're not going to face that crap. We're just going to march on like all of these things. When we actually are authentic, vulnerable and transparent, that is seen as weakness. And yet in truth, it's, it's strength. 
because all of this takes courage. Forgive is another one of those words. You should see what happens on my Facebook page when I bring up forgive with sport. Oh, people around it, we're so soft. We need, what do you mean? We need to go around and start forgiving everyone. And I'm, I teach my clients, you don't need to beat yourself up. The world will do it for you. Oh, absolutely. Sport will do it for you. Social media will do it for you. The opposition will do it for you. Your competition will do it for you. Your competitors will do it for you. So stop doing it to yourself. You're the one that needs to forgive. And people say to me, how do I do that? And they're like, yeah, you know, somebody told me I just need to get over it. And I'm like, well, great. If you if that works for you, do that. It's never I don't really know what that means. I'm not I don't know how to just get over it. Let it go. There's another one. Just let it go. Just let all those failures go. That never worked for me either. So here's what I teach. I ask the clients I work with, whatever failure you had, whatever this thing you wanted and you didn't get it. Did you do that on purpose? And I say, yeah, did you do that on purpose? Did you mess up, fail, make a mistake, lose money, disappoint people? Did you do that on purpose, yes or no? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, then I ask this. I'm like, okay, could you have done better? It's a trick question. And this is what they say, yes, I could. And I said, I disagree. Because if you could have, you would have. You did the best that you could with the tools you had available. This is how we forgive. We did the best we could with a heart and a soul that was well-intentioned with the toolkit that we had. Maybe we didn't have the right toolkit. Maybe there weren't enough tools in it. Maybe the tools were dull. Maybe Mm -hmm. we picked the wrong tool, but we didn't do any of that on purpose. And I think this helps us towards the path of forgiveness. And do you encourage these uh, clients, whether in business or in sport, to to go back and and learn or to to go back and debrief and and figure out the lesson in in all that? So I think in life, that's what I always have benefited from is like once you get to the point where it's okay, so we didn't do that the best way we could have. What could we do next time? Could we better prepare? Could we better execute? Or maybe as good as we are. To build on what you said, the answer is yes. Call it self-reflection. And I can think of three really good questions. Number one is, what didn't I see? The second one is, what did I see but refused to look at? You keep getting these little signals and these things keep showing up and we push them away. And then the third question is, if I had a do-over, what would I do differently? That's the great thing about life. We get do-overs all the time. There is always a do-over available if we're willing to forgive ourselves, self-reflect. You're going to be disappointed, but this is what I also teach. When we have gone through all of the F words and a disappointment, a failure happens, there's a difference between it devastating you and disappointing you. The devastation often happens because we didn't face all of this other stuff that was there the whole time. And then it is a devastation that takes a long, long time to recover from. When we walk through this journey with emotional intelligence and self-awareness and we face our feelings and we stop faking it, we look at our fears, we look at our truth and we get failure. It just doesn't hit as hard because we've been journeying. I call it win from within we've been winning from the inside the whole time. And sometimes we still fail, but it doesn't devastate us. 
in entrepreneurs, I can see that this skill would be equally as important as in an athlete, especially if you lead a team, especially if you're someone to be looked up to and, and followed. I mean, the, the magic of this kind of um, approach to things, how it filters through an organization would be super powerful. I read now a lot about, you know, emotional intelligence being the new the new skill set that the owners and managers and high level executives should should pursue. But I love the way you've broken it down because it's so real to all of us. Culture flows downhill. So look who's at the top of the river. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, that's who's setting the culture. If the leader is impenetrable, if the leader never shows weakness, if the leader is always the smartest person in the room, I will tell you that is how everyone else around the leader will act. We're called leaders because we go first. We must be the first to be vulnerable, the first to be transparent, and the first to be imperfect. And then it makes it safe, everyone else, to do the exact same thing. Have you ever been in meetings before? I, I can, I just can feel this right now in other organizations I worked with. We're all in a meeting and someone asks a really big question. And it's one of those elephant in the room kinds of questions. And no one speaks because they're waiting to see and hear what the leader's going to say. And if the leader avoids the question, ducks and hides, think about how everyone else responds. If the leader faces it, if the leader speaks the truth, everyone else jumps in. Courage is contagious mm -hmm. and it has to start with the leaders. I think you're right. And I think all the bad things are contagious, too. And they do flow through the room just as quickly. So if, if entrepreneurs have the courage to to be vulnerable and, and to fail and face it and forgive, I think it allows the whole organization to grow and to adopt a, a mentality where failure is not the end. It might be, in some cases, the beginning of a learning, right? If we teach our team that failure is normal, mm -hmm. think about how that increases creativity. Think about how that increases risk taking. You're not going to be penalized or shamed or blamed. When safety goes up, so does cre creativity, risk taking, teamwork, and it all is set by how the leader acts and interacts. Yeah, that's very true. Well, ladies, I think we're at that point where we need to maybe do a quick fire. Candice, what have you got on that? So we'd like to wrap up our podcasts with a quick fire. So it gives us each of us an opportunity to maybe comment on the things that uh, they still had questions about or things that they found the most enlightening during the podcast and uh, maybe ask Shawnee one or two last questions. And I think I'm actually going to go first because I have to tell you, Shawnee, there's two things that you said tonight that actually hit me right here. And one of them was, did you mean to do it? And I have to say that I used to say that to people all the time. And somewhere over the last decade, I've lost that mentality. And I don't know where it went, but I feel like I need to get it back because I used to say that to people all the time. Did you do it on purpose? Well, if you didn't do it on purpose, then let's just fix it and not do it again. And the other thing is the leaders go first. I think that's a very important concept to understand that leaders aren't leaders because they do everything the best. Leaders are leaders because they do it first. And, so try uh, to do it best, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, of course we try to do it best because that's yeah. just the, you know that's the that's the personality, but uh, that's not the point. The point isn't doing it best. The point is doing it first. So I want to thank you for that, Shawnee. I you know you've uh, you've hit me right at the center this evening. 
Absolutely, Shani. You always hit me right there. And I love, I love, love having you here because there's just so much to unpack. But I'm going to kind of follow with what Candice said about being leaders and going first and not being best. I think what hit me really hard today was the courage piece. And sometimes that courage to face the fear, to unpack the fear, to actually see what it is that you're actually afraid of and taking that time to dissect it and not with yourself, with your trusted friends. And I've got my amazing Serenity sisters and now Shawnee to do that with. But, you know, it's someone that actually really cares about you, someone that actually truly does love you. Uh, maybe we'll go to L words next, Shawnee. We'll let you take that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if they do truly love you, if they do truly care about you, they're okay to help you see what you might not want to see or share or you know, go through. So courage is one of the big things. And I don't think it's talked about. All we talk about is success or win or leadership. Courage is within all of us, one step at a time. And I also love the part where you said, if we start with the leader and we let them show courage first, gives the room a safe place, everybody a safe place to be able to show their courage, which then leads to creativity. I think it'll lead to productivity. I think it'll be leading to less really stressful calls and sick days, but it also could lead through to innovation and even further success, but not just for the company, but for our employees, our family members, just all of us. So thank you so much for your amazing insights. I'm just so happy to have you back. I have to say I am too, Shani. You're always so fun to listen to. You have such a nice perspective on things. And I love the analogy to sport because I, I go back to that comment I made last time we talked is that when we teach young children sport, we don't just teach them the actual game that they're playing, but it is so much about life and teamwork. And if you learn to do that young, if you're a good team player and if, if you learn the discipline and the respect of sport, you can take that to so many other things. And I love that you demystify failure, that you normalize it that you recognize it, that we should just face it. And I've always said that some of the best things that happened to me are the things that I failed at because mm -hmm. they made me stop and they made me never want to feel it again. So they made me look at it and understand what it was that happened that caused it. And I actually have to think that some of those, they became pivot points for me when I when I stopped and looked at the failure and, and how it made me sort of grow as a person. And yeah, you know, I kind of did what everyone else does is a little bit of beating myself up. But I think at the same time, if we can just stop and maybe let that little emotion flow, but stop and be real about it, just face what it is and, and carry on from there with some learning and with some forgiveness, then I think we do become better at whatever it is we're doing. It's a great opportunity to learn. you have any final words for us, Shawnee? I love the quote. It's three words. Be, do, have. Be willing to do what it takes to have what you want. And I think that we forget sometimes the doing is growing our emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's practicing courage. It's facing the F words. We always think of doing as an activity and there's nothing wrong with that. But I do know unless we are also doing and growing our mind and our heart, we can get much further with those two things, plus the activity. The activity alone will only take us so far. Our heart, if we will listen, our heart leads us always in the right place. Awesome words. 
Really appreciate you coming on tonight, uh, Shawnee. And I hope that, you know, you get some more alphabet letters that we can look at later on and <laughs> down the road. <laughs> really, we really faced the F words. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. And you're always such an inspiration. And we hope that you can come back. And, and we hope that there are many, many listeners who hear what you're saying and dip a little bit into it because it's really it's really fun stuff and if you can put it in place and it's so powerful in your environment whether it's sport or whether it's life or whether you happen to endeavor on that big task of being an entrepreneur it's a great thing thanks for coming on shawnee you're welcome thank you we hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up some good tips and best practices that would benefit your entrepreneurial journey Remember, none of the content in this podcast should be relied upon as standard legal or business advice. Always consult a professional for your specific business. You may know someone who could benefit from this podcast. Please share it with your business community, and perhaps it can give an entrepreneur you know some serenity now.